Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Welcome into Purple Daily, powered in large part by our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer, Declan Goff. Oh, I love my Corona Hard Seltzer. It's championship week. Now there's only four teams left, which goes perfectly with the four flavors of Corona Hard Seltzer. If, if the Vikings were to ever make it back to mm-hmm. the big game, would you pour the Corona Hard Seltzer in a champagne glass and cheers that way? Or would my, you just drink it out no, of the can? No, I'm stone cold. I'm going to stone cold those. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to crack both of them open, get on my knees, and just and just be dousing myself with Corona Hard Seltzer. What? They won the Super Bowl? What? Be all in on it. What a picture. Wow. Yeah, it'd be great. Your own, Corona Hard Seltzer is the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach vibes and those Stone Cold vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spike sparkling water with natural flavors. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Football. Twenty points, man. Yes, you sir. gave us a chance at the end, but I got three words for you. You like that? So I heard it all week long, right? Oh and nine on Monday night. Yeah. You like how this tastes? Yeah. yeah. Zim, you like that that will never not creep me out. No. <laughs> there will never come a day where I will hear that sound bite and be like, you know what? Now I'm used to it. You like how that tastes? You like Coach, that? no. no. No, coach. <laughs> All right. Welcome into the show. <laughs> the waiter, Mike Zimmer, asking you, you like how that tastes? No. No. Um, no, not the way that you just said it and made eye contact with me. That was uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, this is Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing conversations about your Minnesota Vikings. And you can find this show always in audio form on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. And also, we have an app. It's the Scorenorth app. It's free. It's a central hub for everything we create here. Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, Royce Unchained, and The Scoop with Doogie, plus all of Judd's written work and speculation as well on uh, the app and the website. And then we appreciate it when you can click that subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We've also seen uh, a lot of people jump on our new YouTube channel, Score North MN, too. So a couple of YouTube channels. And now that all of that shameless self-promotion is out of the way, usually mock drafts are reserved for Mondays on this show. We do a lot of alliteration here on the show. Yep. Mock Draft Monday. 
I think uh, I think midweek mock drafts. I want a mock. Mock should also be in consideration because you guys asked for it on Monday, and I'm going to deliver for you a three round mock from our friends at DraftBlaster.com. 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 Things are about to get real. The Thinking Man's Guide to the Draft. That's their official. Because when I think of blasting something, (laughs) I think of. Harvard, Yale, Princeton, thinking. Harvard, Yale, and Draft Blaster. Right. All right. This is a 2021 three-round mock from our friends at Draft Blaster. We'll speed through some of these uh, early ones. You're like Trevor Lawrence, number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not a surprise. They've got the Jets taking the offensive tackle from Oregon. Sewell, Devontae Smith going third to the Dolphins. So no, no other quarterbacks off the board yet. Until we get to the seventh pick, Justin Fields falling all the way to the Lions at seven. Wow. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Let's see here. Jalen Waddell, the other Alabama receiver, going nine to the Panthers. Wow. Where's the BYU kid? No way. Are you serious? Okay. So I've gotten to the 13th pick, which DraftBlaster.com has the Vikings at with no mention of a trade. So I don't know if the Vikings have traded up. Or if they got here. or if draftblaster.com This isn't a thinking man's guide at all. But however they got to the 13th pick according to draftblaster.com the Vikings are taking with Zach Wilson still on the board apparently. Yep. They still can't resist. They take Virginia Tech cornerback Caleb Farley. Hold on a second. Oh. Okay, draft blaster and, the, and then the Patriots take Wilson with the 14th pick, even though the Vikings have they are the 14th swung pick? a trade, draftblast.com. We'll this is not the thinking man's guide at all. This is completely Mackie and Judd like reckless speculation guide to the draft. I don't know if it is. I don't know. I, I trust. I trust draftblaster.com. The write up says the Vi- <laughs> don't even have the pick right. <laughs> well, may, maybe we have the pick wrong, and Draft Blaster has the pick right. You think Draft Blaster knows something about the Vikings? They lost an extra game we don't know about. The write up says the Vikings' issues seem more on the coaching side, but as that probably won't change, they could try again to solve some issues in their. I secondary. want a mock. mock. Okay, before I get to the third rounders here, because the Vikings have two third round picks, and this is a three round mock draft. Yeah. If the draft plays out this way, and somehow Zach Wilson falls into the teens, which means like something leaked out about him or he had small hands or like something where it would have to happen for this to happen. If the Vikings were in position and stood pat and drafted a cornerback with Zach Wilson on the board. Anarchy. And there would be anarchy. I'm rioting. I mean, I mean, forget, forget the reaction on Twitter. I'm talking about the actual reaction in the streets of the twin cities. There would be, there would be chaos. Can you imagine if they took a cornerback with a quarterback out there? And and to throw in the fact that the Lions somehow got Justin Fields at seven. That doesn't scare me as much. I don't I don't know that like Fields is gonna jump right in and like save the Lions franchise. No, but Dan not- Campbell might. <laughs> yeah, Danny Campbell. Dude, they you know put, they put out a weird video of Let's him go. yesterday with like a goatee yeah. and just muscles Do bulging you know out I of forgot? a golf shirt. Let's get to work. Dan Campbell was on the Lions team that went 0-16. I forgot that. Oh, really? Yes, I, I guess either. he was on that team. Did he have long flowing locks or was oh, that just I'm, with oh, Dallas? I'm sure he was out every night. He is Dan. Dead. 
Dan Campbell out on, in the town in Detroit. The Lebertard show uh, covered his stint in Miami, and they, I forgot, they played some clips earlier this week on their podcast. They call him Man Campbell. <laughs> And they recall at his press conferences in Miami, you know how most coaches like Mike Zimmer will just stand behind the podium like normal with their feet together and just like lean up against the podium. Right. He would stand like a step back from the podium with a wide gate and base and his hands on his hips like a superhero. Did he really? (laughs) Oh, that's great. Dan Campbell. I'm going to challenge my players to a fight. I'm not going to challenge them to win games. I'm going to challenge every man on this team to fight every day. He seems like the type of coach that would do like headbutts with all of the starting offensive linemen yes. before the game starts and have blood running down his forehead as he coaches. He will he will be caught at some point in time during his time as the coach there, which, by the way, again, I will say this is a six-year contract, which is incredible, watching cartoons when they think he's watching game film. <laughs> This strikes me as a guy who would watch cartoons. He's supposed to be watching, hey, Dan Campbell, are you breaking down the Vikings? Yeah, yeah. Then why does it sound like... I'm watching watching Transformers cartoons. Leave me alone. We lost on Sunday. I'm down. Football. Man, Campbell. I love it. All right. Third round. According to DraftBlaster.com, a a thinking man's guide to the draft. I don't know if these picks are right. I'm thinking. I'm just going to trust them. With the 79th overall pick, the Vikings draft offensive tackle from Michigan, Jalen Mayfield. Okay. The write-up says the Vikings have some good young players on defense, but they were pushed into duty all at once last year. Their offensive line needs two new starters at least. I think we all agree on, on that, that for sure. Agree. Yes. And then with their other third-round pick, the Vikings are taking another offensive lineman, a guard from Boston College named Zion Johnson. No way the Vikings get through the first three rounds of the draft without taking a guard. I want to mock! Mock! Right, so if, if, it, if it goes cornerback with Zach Wilson still on the board. By the way, Trey Lance was the next pick after that. So, so back-to-back quarterbacks after the Vikings. If they go cornerback and then two offensive linemen in the third round, how would you grade that? Once you take a cornerback with your first pick, I'm done. So I, I don't care what you do in any round. I'm just done. I'm walking away from the draft. I'm turning it off. I'm not yeah. commenting. I am done. So I would grade. I would grade taking a cornerback for the second consecutive year in the first round. Although they did take uh, Jefferson as well, and that would be now because Hughes was 2019. Is that right? Or 2018? 18. Okay, so like yeah. this would be your third first round cornerback in like a three year period. Uh, I, I'm done. Yeah, I think so. Just done. Because you've drafted so many young guys, like just out of principle, if you're admitting that this pool of guys, and Cam Dantzler, by the way, is like, is your best cornerback right now. So you got this guy that you kind of found in the middle of the rounds, and then you got a couple of first round guys. If you're admitting that, I know we just devoted a crap ton of resources to this position, and we've got young guys all over the place, but we got to do it again with the 14th pick. Everyone's fired. Like, I'm just done. You guys are later. Yeah, you guys aren't allowed to draft a cornerback in the first round this year. Um, I actually have a question for you guys that I've been thinking about the last couple weeks as we look at the state of this Vikings franchise and I'm sort of comparing it to a previous year in Vikings history or a previous era where they were competitive on a regular basis and and they and they went like almost a decade of being really competitive, had a good, not great coach. And just needed either a reset altogether or they needed like a savior in the draft. Okay. 
The 1998 Vikings looked at their roster and said, man, we've just been like 9-7, and 10-6, a lot of just kind of good, not greats, competing for divisions, but getting smoked by the Dallas Cowboys and 49ers. Like, we need to get on that level. And they had holes on defense. They had some holes in other areas offensively. And they didn't really even have a franchise quarterback. But they said, and, and they had Chris Carter and Jake Reed coming off four straight thousand-yard seasons. And they said, the thing that's going to put us over the top is a wide receiver. And now they happen to draft maybe the greatest talented wide receiver of all time in Randy Moss, right? Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a pick that made people kind of say, wow. I mean, yeah, like Randy Moss fell. So you, I guess you have to take him. Right. But it wasn't a need by any means going into that draft. Nobody thought going into that draft with 2,000-yard receivers and Chris Carter on a Hall of Fame trajectory that they need a wide receiver. Yes. How would you guys feel if this year's Vikings team with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, if one of these Alabama kids slipped, or if the LSU kids slipped, or Rashad Bateman, like wh- whoever you think is going to be a star probably will at yeah. this point. If the Vikings said... I know that we need a left guard, and I know that we need some interior defensive line help, but you know what? We hear everyone loud and clear on the passing game front, and we're just going to add a third ridiculously good wide receiver. Good luck stopping us. So in in the Moss year, he free fell so badly that the Vikings, I think, and I always say this, I really think that they took Moss in large part because I believe it was the draft two years before that where Warren Sapp slipped down, and Warren Sapp got to them. And it had come out the day of the draft, I believe, in the New York Times that he had been busted for pot or something just really, really small. Yeah. But teams freaked out. And so he got to Tampa Bay, which I think was the pick after the Vikings. The Vikings took Derek Alexander, a defensive end, in the first round. And I, I've always theorized that the Vikings said, if this happens again, we ain't going to go with, uh, my God, we can't take this future star player. Yeah. Um, it happened exactly with Moss. Moss got down to them. And so the difference is, just from a philosophy standpoint that the Vikings took, they were run by Denny, who was an offensive coach, who knew that this was a transcendent player in Moss, and he was basically, or he was just there, they took him. So I think the Mo- or I think the SAP impact from a couple of years before impacted why they took Moss. Mm-hmm. Moss was a guy who was clearly special. And the Vikings wisely said, we know exactly what we're doing when it comes to offense. We're taking him. Uh, That being said, I don't think the Vikings would take a receiver now because they're run by a defensive guy who wants defense, defense, defense. I think that they would probably take a need position more. But personally, if you're asking me the question, Phil, I will tell you this. If um, and I am not I am not Mr. Take a receiver in the first round guy, unless you're convinced that player is special. But if you got to a standpoint where the 14th pick came up and Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith was there, I would gobble them up instantly. And now, and you've got the wrong coach to do it with, but now you do have the potential of Thielen, Jefferson, and one of those two. Good luck. Yeah, and so and I then, would do it personally, and I would, I would too. And I, I but hear not you, Bateman. I hear you on the Zimmer front, and and Denny Green wasn't as just like hyper obsessed with got to play defense and run the ball. Well, and, and he right. saw opportunity, yeah. wisely yeah. saw it. Yep. 
And that, that's a different era of football, too, but I think the principle still applies. And I would argue that the Vikings so. drafting Randy Moss and turning into this offensive monster that broke the NFL, I think they broke the points record that year. Yeah, 556. They did. And then, and then the greatest show on turf, Rams, bounced back and then uh, set the new bar. But, like, that was the first real modern offense. I know you had Dan Marino teams, and you had some – it wasn't like you didn't have high-scoring teams, like the Air Coriel teams from, you know, the 70s and 80s. Uh, but that was like the entry into the passing era of the NFL. And then Peyton Manning came in as a rookie, and then Tom Brady came along a few years later, mm-hmm. and then the league was off to the races, and Brett Favre, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so, yes, it's 20 years ago, but the principle, I think, still holds merit in that if Jamar Chase falls for whatever reason, again, I don't think Jamar Chase, I don't think Devontae Smith, I don't think either of those two guys is going to be available for you at at 14. They're just, like, Jamar Chase averaged 21 yards per reception before sitting out this season in 2019. If that dude falls, yes, you need a left guard, but what puts your offense over the top and makes it maybe the best in the NFL more? You you would still find someone better than Dakota Dozier either in free agency or with like a third-round pick. Like literally anything. A tree stump with gloves would be better than what Dakota Dozier did last year. And so it's not that you would ignore that position, but... If you could add one of those guys, if they fell, I think you have to entertain it a hundred percent. Nightmare for yeah. defenses, be a nightmare. Yeah, I and think. It, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Dex. Go I was gonna on. say, I, I think the the number one way it works out if you draft a wide receiver is if you went in free agency early and you got the guard right away. Let, let's just go down a hypothetical path that they got Joe Thune when free agency opens in March. So now you have your guard established. Yeah, I'm here for that. Reckless speculation. And yeah. if one of those receivers at let's just go with 14 is available, okay, we can entertain it. But I think it's more likely that if they see the wide receiver board falling, they trade back a few spots, get an extra conditional pick, still find their wide receiver in the first round, and then it's a win-win-win. You, you got your guard in free agency, got your dynamic wide receiver in, in the first round, and you probably also obtained another draft pick. Wait, you're so so you're saying if you if, if if like Jamar Chase falls to 14, you're saying trade back, trade back if like you know if you know Bateman and Chase and those guys no. are still going to be on the board for a run between then and pick 20, let's oh, say. Oh, if there's a run, yes, but I don't think there's going to be a run. I think I think Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith are going to be I think Miami takes one of them. Right, but I'm I'm talking th- those two. So I'm I'm not talking I I don't want to take one. I'm telling you if one of those two gets to me at 14, I'm taking them. So so like if Bateman's there. I don't care. You're not I'm taking, not taking Bateman him. No, no, no. But, I'm t- I'm talking about what I perceive to be a wide receiver who day one at training camp steps on the field and improves my team. So even if Bateman was there, let's say the Vikings traded down to 25 and they took Bateman at 25. I would not do that. You wouldn't do it. No. I, th- I, I would address a need before I took him. And, and part of your, I'm assuming part of your opinion is that like there's a gap between what Bateman would be as a yes. wide receiver and Jamar Chase. Sure. Correct. Jam- Jamar Chase yeah. shouldn't get to me, but if he does, my God, I can't pass him up. Yeah. And you know, all of this would be predicated on a come to Jesus meeting with Mike Zimmer and yeah, well, Clint Kubiak or whoever the offensive coordinator is. Wouldn't involve Christian words. <laughs> but that but, meeting. But here's like here's the thing. Okay. I know we've been doing these, you know, these Deshaun Watson episodes on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily, and and sort of speculating on, all right, is there a deal to be made for a better quarterback, or could you get a second round pick for Kirk if he traded him to the Forty ers right? And and I think we should keep exploring all options at the most important position in sports. But all signs point to Kirk Cousins coming back, being the starting quarterback in two thousand twenty one, trying to replicate what he did after the bye week, like. 
as of right now, he is the Vikings starting and franchise quarterback for the next year, maybe a couple years. He's under contract for two more years, sure. and they'll figure that out. So as long as he is in that position, you should be doing everything you can to help him out, to fortify him, right? To get him better pass blocking, to get him an extra weapon. Like right now, your third wide receiver is Declan's guy, Chad Beebe, okay? Don't start at the end, Beebe. So, like, yeah, you could go out and get some, you know, third-tier free agent to plug in there. But, I mean, think about if you decided, that tells you, sure. all right, we're going we're gonna to evolve here. Yeah. We're going to, Mike Zimmer, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take everything I've learned, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to smart people that, that say we need to pass the ball more but on But Mike offense. wants to run, Phil. I'm saying he would have to have an I epiphany. I know that that's the problem. And if he, if now Tom Coughlin had some epiphanies about leadership, like guys have epiphanies. Mike Zimmer has not had this epiphany yet, so there would be a conversation. But like, imagine how how much better Cousins would be, even how unstoppable this offense would be if you had three of those dudes like the Vikings had right. in the late 1990s. So help your quarterback. If if this is indeed your quarterback, help the guy out. You can't have the 27th ranked pass blocking unit. And Chad Beebe as your third wide receiver. All right? That's my point. Coaches like Coughlin have had epiphanies previously, though. I think about how they go about their business and approach to the people that play for them. I'm trying to think of a coach who's had an epiphany about his philosophy of how the game should look. And I'm hard-pressed to think of of one. I mean, Reed, in his time going from Philly to KC, has adjusted and changed things. But, like, he, he was always a really smart offensive mind. Um in Zimmer's case, you would almost need to give him a, a football lobotomy <laughs> and put in a new chip that said, you know, let's pass and let's because look, if you had if you had Jefferson, Thielen, and and you know Chase, you would have the potential and Cook at that point to make teams li- lives absolute hell. But it would also involve taking chances and making big strike plays, which you should do which I don't feel like the Vikings really embrace. Like, they'll do it. I'm not saying that they don't, yeah. but they don't really embrace that. And so I don't know if Zimmer – I think that Mike could definitely morph and change how he treats people. I don't know that he can change how he treats the game, and that's the starting point. And that, again, goes to why I think offensively the Vikings are in need of a change, probably, if you ever want the offense to resemble what I think a lot of us think it should look like now. That's probably a fair point. I so mean, I'm not calling for a change. I'm just telling you, I don't think the offense changes until the coach changes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I, you know, I brought up Tom Coughlin. That was more of like the way that he treated players. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a he philosophical a overhaul, right? Right. Yeah. Michael Strahan and some, and some veterans went and said, hey, listen, like you lo- you're losing the locker room if right. you keep doing this way. But, you know, is, is there somebody on the roster or in the front office that says, listen, we're, we've been good, but you're going to, not only are you going to lose the the roster, but like you're going to lose your job if you don't emphasize throwing the ball more and being more aggressive. The Vikings were so hyper obsessed this year with establishing the run. They ran the ball a higher percentage of any team in the NFL in the first quarter, and until they put up a bunch of points in the first half against the Bears and in that shootout against the Saints, they they kind of padded their first half stats. They were one of the lowest scoring first half teams in the NFL until late in the season when the season was basically over. Yeah. And the reason why is because they were so obsessed with ball control and establishing, make sure Dalvin gets the ball 40 times in the first half so that they know he's here. It's like, all right, well, simple math. Dalvin averages five yards per touch. Uh, These wide receivers in your passing game and your quarterback, your quarterback, by the way, who was like second in the NFL in yards per attempt, it was like nine yards per attempt. It's a math game. I'm not saying never run, but you got to throw the ball more. 
And so I, I would. So I would Jamar take Chase, one of those please two. Fall. If if they <laughs> fell, yeah. But I don't. I don't know that the Vikings would at this point. Uh, boys, real quick here. This report came out yesterday. I think it was yesterday, earlier this week. ProFootballTalk.com. So we've been trying to figure out what's the salary cap going to be. We even did an episode last week. If you want to go back and find it on. How much cap room could we free up on behalf of the Vikings? And there was, I'll just read this from Pro Football Talk. The NFL and the NFL Players Association agreed in July that the cap for this upcoming season would go no lower than $175 million. It's been closer to $200 million, but no fans in seats, financial losses, the cap's going to come down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was at $198 million last year. A league source with knowledge of the situation suggests that the salary cap could be in the range of 180 million. Mm. There was some speculation that it would be more like 195 million. Right. 180 million dollars. The Vikings, even with the current cap, are sort of pressed up against it. Yeah. According to OverTheCap.com, their total liabilities to the cap next year are right around 193 million dollars. So they'd have to cut 13 million just to get to the cap and then cut more to open up space to sign free agents. Yeah. So if the cap is 180 million instead of 195 million, how do you guys feel on behalf of the Vikings offseason blueprint? I might go puke right now. <laughs> I don't feel good about it at all and and okay, I'll start by saying this. I am instantly afraid that they're going to go back to Kirk and restructure again. And if you restructure with Kirk, that that means doing what you did last March, which is, hey, we'll add a year. Come on, Kirk, come back. Um, that concerns me. I could make it. I could personally make it work, but I don't know that the Vikings and I agree on how it would work. Um, it makes it it really concerns me as far as doing an adequate job of filling that left guard spot. If this is going to take place, if we go down to. 180, which is only five above what the floor is. The, the floor, the lowest possible that it could go down to was 175. So if we're talking about being five above that, which is not much, like forget all of the conversations about an, an impact uh, guard being added in the free agent market. Forget that. Yeah. So I don't personally, I feel, I feel, I think the one place where the Vikings and I can agree is we both would feel very bad about your opportunities to improve your roster if that takes place. The only good thing is it's probably true for a lot of teams. I'm trying to find my notes from last week, and I think this is the chicken scratch that we went off of when we got the Vikings number down to 170. I mean, Riley Reef's got to come way down then, and I don't know what he'll come way down because if if you turn him loose, he's coming off a good enough year. Someone's going to sign him to a decent contract. Not saying it's great, but decent. Yeah. I think his number for next year is way too much. If yeah, if they just leave it, it's fourteen million. He'd be the fourth highest paid player on the team. You can't do that. But he's got. He only has. He only has like, uh, like a million or two in guaranteed. So that he's going to want more guaranteed money. But what we did last week when we thought it was one hundred ninety-five million, we cut Rudy and saved five million. Mm-hmm. We restructured Reef and saved. We just estimated that a restructure would save four million to the cap next year. We cut Anthony Barr and saved seven. I don't, there, there might be some more dead money in there after the season that we have to figure out. And then we restructured Harrison Smith to save two. And I think we also approached Adam Thielen about a restructure because I think a lot of his guarantee money yep. is gone, and we yep. saved a couple. Correct. And that's how we got it down to 170 million. So that, that's a lot of things to get it down to 170 million. And that also includes saying goodbye to Anthony Harris, 
because he's eleven million dollars. Yep. So if if they do all of those things and get it down to one seventy and the cap is one eighty, they only have still ten million dollars to sign draft picks, free agents. Yeah. So you remember that notion we threw out about restructuring Kirk again? That's what I'm saying. That's I mean, what I'm afraid that they would do oh because if you do that, he's going to want something back yeah. from you, and that's probably another year or something like that. And Jamar Chase. Yeah, and I just <laughs> restructuring Kirk makes sense until you tell me that I now have to give Kirk more guaranteed. And plus, you know what? You continue especially with Kirk, you continue to kick the can down the road. At some point in time, you've got to say we can't do it. Like at some point in time, you've got to, it's unfortunate because the cap should go up, not down, but because of the pandemic, it's going to go down. And at some point you have to say, we can't continue to do this. Yeah. But who says that? Because your coach is going to say, we got to win now. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk to the cap is 31 million in 2021 and then 45 million in 2022. And that brings that brings you up to twenty percent of the team salary cap with fifty two other guys to pay. I mean that's, that's bonkers. So you that's great. You got to figure something out. It's fantastic. This is also probably maybe we can do a full episode on this sometime later. With all the different teams that are going to be playing quarterback musical chairs, and with Kyle Shanahan one of them because they can get off that Jimmy Garoppolo contract. This is probably the only year where you can legitimately trade Kirk Cousins for something of value, like a, like a decent pick. Hmm? Because mm-hmm. once once Kyle Shanahan fills the need again, it's you're not going to have a guy that like has an emotional and professional connection to him. Right. So you kind of have to make a choice right now, and he's going to be 33 years old. Do you find the perfect trade partner now and take what you can get and just get out from underneath all this guaranteed money? Um, or do you ride it out? And do you smooth out that contract with another restructure I, of some kind? I fear it's, it's door two, and I, I fear that partially because of, of the fact that I think what the Vikings are going to convince themselves is that they're going to have players coming back like Pierce in their mind. I'm sure Hunter, right? And they're going to look at the conference, which I still contend in 2021 is not going to have a dominant team. Like the Packers are good, but the Packers are not. The Packers don't scare you. Um, And so I think that they are going to privately convince themselves that, that they have a Super Bowl opportunity in 2021, and I think that means everything that they do is going to be geared short-term. And unfortunately, that also means that we very well could be having almost these exact same conversations a year from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. There's not, a, there's not a lot of thought given to down the road sometimes, this, is there? This discussion, by the way, that we just had about Cap did not include Daniil Hunter playing hardball. And so if he, let's oh, say he says, oh, all right, you guys, can, oh, you should factor that in. I need to be one of the five highest paid defense events, and that's going to cost you at least five, probably more like eight to ten million dollars more per year, or I'm gonna, or I'm gonna be a problem. Yeah, um, that wipes out. Even if you get it down to one seventy by making some of these cuts, giving him a raise wipes some of the stuff out. Now you you could probably backload it, and I'm, Rob Brzezinski is a cap wizard, and so you probably you probably load a lot of that money. But into it still future comes due at some point. Purple Daily friends, we'll get back to the show in just a moment here. Federated Insurance has been helping business owners for over 100 years, since 1904, long before Purple Daily existed. But we appreciate their support into this 2021 year. So they're stepping up their game at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, having recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. As a business owner, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips? Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. 
Think about the things that involve risk at your company. Like, do your employees use ladders? How would a fall impact that employee's livelihood? Is there a policy in place of some kind? Are there safety training and videos, risk management plans, et cetera, that you can lean on as a company? Well, that's where Federated and MyShield come in. Get registered today so you can jump on MyShield through federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And uh, if you'd rather just have a conversation and dip your toes in that way, Federated Insurance marketing representatives are waiting to talk to you Contact information at federatedinsurance.com. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Yeah, and and Kirk, on the age front, so Kirk Cousins is going to be 33 years old on August 19th. So before the season starts, he'll be a 33-year-old quarterback. When the Vikings got him, he was 30. 30 or, or 31, whatever. Yeah. Uh, actually, was he 29? He might have been 29 when they got him. So so the, the one thing is, if you restructure or re- redo uh, Hunter's contract, his cap hit for 2021 is 17.8. I bet you could get that down for 2021. Uh, my biggest problem is Reef because he is he his cap is 13.95. Okay, that's got to come down. But the problem is because you screwed him so badly going into last year. I don't know how much he's going to help you. And so that might be he might just be done. And so yeah, he so right, right, but it but let's say he's done, okay? Okay, now I got to move Cleveland to left tackle. Never he's never played there in the NFL. Almost certainly. Yeah. Now I've got two guard spots. Not one open, right? Like I I guess my I guess my question becomes the Vikings definitely from a pass protection standpoint at the very least need to improve their O-line. But if I have to let Reef go, how am I doing that exactly? Especially if the cap comes down to what you said, which yeah. is 180 in 2021. Yeah, and that's how am it, I doing you know, that? And that's the other thing with some of these other guys, like you, you know, with with Reef, you can say goodbye to Reef. Now you need a left tackle. Yeah. You can say goodbye to Anthony Barr. Eric Wilson's a free agent, you know, but, but now you need another linebacker. And you can and saying goodbye to Rudy is pretty easy because you already have two. And tight Harris, ends. I think, is pretty simple too. Yeah, you got one really good elite safety. Yeah. You can figure out the other one, but. You know, that, so that that is the thing about you clear out this room and you save cap space, but you also open up a bunch of positions that you have to find either through the draft or internal options or inexpensive. And can free draft agents, pick so. step right in? Yeah. I don't know. So this this is going to be a really interesting, fun puzzle to figure out here over the next month and a half until the league year starts. Unless you think lo- a little bit longer term down the road and start to make moves based on that and don't fixate as much on the coming season. Reckless speculation. We should do that. Maybe we do that next Tuesday for how to fix the Vikings. I like it. We did the five moves to fix them in this upcoming year. But the five moves to fix them for like three years down the road. If you just want to take a running start at winning a Super Bowl in 2023 or something. Think about that. The post-Zim years, we could call them. So before we wrap... And speaking of Dan Campbell, he is literally speaking right now for his introductory press conference. Oh, is he is he shirtless? No, he's got a tie, he's got a suit and tie on. <laughs> is it sleeveless? I have a clip to show, and oh I had to God. cut oh, out the beautiful. first fifteen seconds because he dropped an f bomb in yes! the fifteen seconds. And I, that, I, I cut that out. <laughs> but I'm just I'm not even going to say anymore. I'm going to play this clip. All right, here's what I do know: is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city. All right, and the city's been been down, and it found a way to get up. All right, it's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. All right, and so this team's going to be built on. Uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth. 
All right, and, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. What? And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality. We're going to bite off your kneecaps. Football. 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 Yeah. Football. Football. Yes, sir. We're gonna bite off your kneecap. You're gonna try to knock us down. We're gonna get back up. We're gonna take out your other kneecap. And then we're gonna take out a bazooka. Yeah. And we're gonna blow your head off. And then we're gonna crawl through the mud and the dirt, glass. Oh shoot you again. Highly recommend oh finding my. the full video where he does drop the F bomb seconds before that. Oh my god. He apologized. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my oh. Dan Campbell, man. Football! Football, yeah! Football! That was a man who just d- devoured 14 eggs and a whole ham by himself for <laughs> breakfast, too. And sprinkled broken glass all over without any milk. Oh my god. That I mean Can we actually play that one more time? Yeah. All right. Here's what I do know. <laughs> is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city, all right? And the city's been been down, and it found a way to get up, all right? It's found a way to uh, overcome adversity, all right? And so this team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality. Football! Football, yeah! yeah! Football! Yeah! Football! Yeah! Yes, <laughs> how is he not in wrestling? Oh, I don't, yeah. He's got, like he's, he's cutting got promos at the podium. Yeah. How, how does this end? Badly. How does this end? With his hands around a reporter, I don't know who yet, that covers the Lions. That's how this ends. If they thought dealing with Matt Patricia was hard, this dude's going to murder somebody. <laughs> Can you imagine questioning that guy's strategy in a post-game press conference? Oh, my God. Wow. He looks like McGuire from the summer of 98. He does. Yeah, that's an epic goatee he's rocking. That is a epic goatee. That is a jacked man. Um, oh, this is going to end just, it's it's going to be glorious. Also, good luck to uh, whoever the Lions team concussion doctor is. That guy probably won't need to be employed next year because Dan Campbell, I'm guessing, doesn't believe in concussions. Dan, Matthew Stafford's knocked out cold. I don't care. He's yeah. cut. Mrs. Stafford's going to love him. Get his ass oh, yeah. Kelly Stafford's oh, not going to handle this well. Oh. My guess is Dan does not believe in family. <laughs> We're all sleeping in the locker room all season. God. Oh, Declan, that's a great find. That is hilarious. Alrighty, That's a, that's a wrap on this <laughs> episode on, Phil. of Purple Daily. Aren't you jacked? I'm terrified. We're gonna go. I'm terrified. We're going. We're gonna kill the Vikings. We're going to. I have a particular set of. Skills. I'm actually kind of surprised that he didn't just have like, like the bloody stump head of like a deer, yeah. like yeah. holding it up. Like right. that guy for sure. Like when, when that guy goes hunting, and I guarantee that guy goes hunting three times a day for right? humans, and probably kills animals with his bare hands. 
I don't think he cooks the meat. I think he just eats the meat right out of the dead carcass. Oh, yeah. And then I want you to not only tackle Dalvin Cook, I want you to kill him. Gonna, what, what, coach? Yeah, that's right. You heard his, me. Bite into his throat, <laughs> twist. We're going to crawl through the studio. Going <laughs> to cut off your microphone. Get back up. Grab another Corona Hard Seltzer. Go get some, gr- that. some green tea. Keep the keep the vocal cords feeling pretty good. I don't think go da- sleep on a. I don't think Dan Campbell fits into the new culture of understanding no and way, man. humanity. I don't think he fits oh, into that one. Great, uh, love it. All right, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. We'll see you guys for <laughs> four question Friday tomorrow. Dan Campbell. <laughs>